folks, how you doing? How you feeling? Welcome to this week's episode of Search and Report. I am your host, True Fernie. And without further ado, I want to welcome you to this week's episode. I already said that. Why am I repeating myself? I am back. I'm back with a vengeance. Um, so just to get everything out of the way, please make sure to follow me on my socials down below. Make sure to follow me on twitch.tv slash truefernie. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at truefernie where I spend most of my waking hours. Join our Discord server where a lot of the topics that I'll be tackling today have to do with my Discord server. So if you want your input in this show, please make sure to join the server. We talk anything and everything gaming, uh, anime, TVs, new movies, anything that you might find interesting as my viewer folks first section of the day let's get into it what have i been playing i just recently beat kina bridge of spirits uh kenna kina i don't really remember or don't really know how to say it i think in the game they call her kenna or kina i'm not too sure man it's it's a short game it's a 10 hour game um but um, these are my review slash impressions of the game this game was announced i think last year in a uh sony uh played i don't even remember there's so many presentations now from so many companies that i kind of forget who's who but sony uh announced it i believe last year and there was a lot of hype going around this game mainly because this is a game made uh mostly made by an animation studio they have no prior experience creating games this is their first game in essence they're mostly known the the studio is mostly known for creating a fan animation such as a majora's mask one which is their most famous one or the most widely known on youtube mostly seen on youtube um so everybody was really interested to see what an animation studio could pull off for a game and i'll say man if i can put into like a short description what kina was to me it was a pixar movie with dark souls mechanics does that make sense i don't i don't know the pixar dark souls is what i want to call it i know that's really probably cliche but at this point i know a lot of people already made that comparison but hey that's my opinion um so let's tackle the pros the pros this game it's an, made by an animation studio so it's beautiful as hell it's a pixar movie Every single aspect of this game is beautiful to look at, from the characters, from the uh, environments, from the special effects, there's the particle effects, everything's so beautiful, so well animated, like, I, I was just impressed with how seamlessly everything looked, like, it literally looked like you're watching a movie, you're playing a movie. Um, every, you know, in-game graphics are pretty amazing. In-game cutscenes are, you know, they're pretty far in between, but they're still pretty nice to look at. Um, the cutscenes, though, the cutscenes are amazing, man. Like, I was impressed by how beautiful this game was. It's just everything, man. It just encapsulates. It doesn't encapsulate. That's not the word. It captures you into the environment that is Kenna um amazing soundtrack man this is one of if it's not its biggest strength it is one of its biggest strengths the soundtrack is just amazing man it's just so powerful it's so mystical mythical it's so captivating it, it's just beautiful it's a beautiful soundtrack 
honestly, like I said, man, it's a Pixar movie that you can play. Pixar has great, great soundtracks. It has great composers behind it. I'm, I'm amazed by what this uh, animation studio was able to put together, man, especially for a debut game. Like, there's a lot of things behind this game that go far deeper than just the graphics, but I was just I was just blown away by the graphics and the soundtrack. That that's my two favorite things from the whole game, but it's just amazing. Um exceptional characters, art style, they try to really bring you into this world. I mean, it's a it's a you know, it's a fictional world, but you can definitely tell it it takes a lot of uh, inspiration from Japanese um i don't want to specify like what era in japanese history but you can definitely a lot of the things there reminded me of like uh ghost of tsushima like around that same era you know a lot of uh, a lot of uh, uh villages a lot of like wooden houses um it, it's just a lot of a uh, mythical symbolism with the same as japanese uh toshis uh, not toshi um i forget the name the gates Tories, I'm sorry. I apologize. I apologize. I, I, it's because there's a character in the game called Toshi. I got confused. I apologize. But yeah, Tory Gates, um, just very, very spiritual. Um, it leans heavily on the spiritual side of, of things. So, uh, I mean, it's literally in the name, Bridge of Spirits. So it's just a beautiful game, man. It is amazing. Um, but it's not perfect. Nothing is in this world. But some of the cons with this game for me i am as i said not i'm okay at gaming but i'm not an expert like i i get easily frustrated i am i'm very impatient and to my own detriment because it doesn't let me really appreciate games such as kenna such as dark souls such as bloodborne that you know are you know loved by many and for good reason because they're really well designed games but it, I died two or three times in a row. I'm like, I'm done with the game. I, I shot it down. I know I'm a baby. I don't care. That's how it is. But the battle mechanics are to me a little bit sluggish in this game. Dodge half of the time it works, half of the time it doesn't. But I think it also has to do with the animations of like the attack animations of the enemies. They're just they're like magnets. Like they swing their swords and they go straight at you. It doesn't matter if you dodge. Like they'll follow to where you're gonna land and they'll hit you as soon as you land um there's also no invincibility period when after you get hit so it's pretty ruthless this game can get pretty ruthless if you're playing it on a spirit guide and i don't even want to say like expert i cannot imagine what it's playing on that level because it is pretty ruthless and and i think that's where also kind of the battle mechanics falter it, it it's not perfect they're not perfect they're a little bit sluggish you hit the dodge and she'll do it but it'll take you like it, there's a little bit of a delay uh, but at the same time half the time the dodge has already said works or it doesn't work and the enemies are just pretty unfair to my in my opinion like some of the some of the attack animations are a little bit unfair and they really really punish you in this game and i think at times it is a little bit unfair but at the same time take that with a grain of salt because i'm a baby so there you go um the story is no spoilers i mean sort of a spoilers but not really i'm just gonna be pretty generic much like this game was the story is a little bit vague and and spoiler alert at the end it leaves a lot of unanswered questions i i wish we would have known more from uh who Ke uh, Ke kina is 
what her um what her motivation is um she briefly mentions that you know she used to either love or um she was very much endeared to another person but that's as much as it goes we know that kina is kind of like a spirit guide um she helps these spirits kind of reach peace and kind of like finally you know put them to peace and, and rest them and like have them cross over to the whatever you want to call it heaven or to the other side of the realm or whatever you want to call it um these are spirits that are stuck in this kind of limbo where kina is um but it's just there's no motivation like i at the end of the game i did not care that much about kina she's not as memorable she's basically like link but i don't yeah basically like link i, I mean if i'm being completely honest link is a very boring character Kina is pretty much the same as well. Um, and yeah, I, I like it, it really annoys me because a lot of character design, like I already said, is exceptional, is very beautiful. Like the first area you solve this mystery or this, you 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 basically free the spirit of a big brother, um, feeling guilty that he left his two uh, younger brothers by themselves in the woods and they died because of you know him getting leaving them alone like leaving them by themselves so you you're like yo these characters are really well thought out their their backstories are really well thought out why is there no more explanation on the main character why is there no more explanation what the rot are well i mean never mind the, the, the rot let me take that back the rot they kind of do explain what the rot is because i'm not gonna go who the final boss is but you need to play the game to understand what the rot are um but yeah you have exceptional character design and you're like yo kina the main character what is your motivation like why should i care about you why am i why am i supposed to be happy to be playing as you so that's one of my biggest cons as well um there is a skill tree in this game as far as uh unlocking new abilities and 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 making yourself stronger but it's pretty simplistic it's only four i believe four uh branches in the skill tree and you can complete them pretty quickly like by the time you're on the second area you're pretty much already maxed out that's that's all there is to the skill tree um and yeah that kind of adds to the whole like battle mechanic I, I found myself only using two or three skills throughout the whole gameplay it was only the bow um the heavy attacks with the rot hammer and pretty much just light attacks there wasn't like I, well the bombs too uh, but it, it is pretty simplistic as far as the skill tree goes they're pretty limited with a lot of the options and my probably the, my biggest pet peeve with this game are the collectibles you can get collectibles in this game but they're just cosmetic collectibles and they're for your rot which are these kind of pikmin like creatures that follow you around that you kind of used to battle and you, you also kind of direct them and help they help you you know solve puzzles around the world but that's like pretty much it you just got like randomly generated rot like you don't actually see all of your rot at once because you probably have like over 60 or 70 little black blobs following you and you know it's it's, it's a little weird the way they just pop in and uh pop in and out it it, it just looks it's very jarring and it's really distracting i didn't like it at all i didn't like the different rots follow you like pikmin it doesn't really serve a purpose like why do they have to follow me around and you know the collectibles are just hats for them they're just cosmetic upgrades sometimes masks but that's pretty much it you can't change kina's clothing 
none of the collectibles really matter you can play the whole game without actually going through the collectibles like if anything there's these little uh points that you get by solving or cleaning up picking up statues cleaning up the area of rot uh well not rot i don't even remember what it was called it's like corruption of some sort um but those are really the only ones that matter because those are the actual points that you use to upgrade your skill tree but besides that like there's not enough to do in the world as far as exploration goes for me to care or even try and solve a lot of these puzzles or try and unlock a lot of these chests because you know the things you buy in the game they're not really interesting it's just cosmetics for your little rot friends and i don't care about them like they're cute and all but i'm not gonna spend all my crystals to get everybody cowboy hat i kind of did but whatever that's besides the point I would have loved if there was a, a more, I don't know, more upgrades to your weapon, um, cosmetic upgrades to Kina, um, to your staff, uh, even to your arrows. If you can change the color of your arrows, I don't know, something to add to it. It just felt very empty and it just did not pull me in and did not motivate me to find these collectibles. But all in all, Kina Bridge of Spirits, I definitely recommend. It's only a $40 game. And it, for what it is, like a, an animation studio's first literally first game ever they've never done a game before not even like a small game not even like a 2d game not even like a a, a sprite based game no full-on first game they ever made and it is beautiful man it's just amazing like just literally if you like pixar if you like those kinds of stories i mean it's a little bit more adult themes than pixar but still it is a very very um it's a very good experience it's, it's a playable movie in essence i mean not i don't mean that like you know the last of us where you're just like literally watching cutscenes after cutscenes, and then there's only like a little bit of gameplay no there is enough gameplay in this game fortunately they balance it out pretty well and um the game is pretty short you can beat it in less than 10 hours or so and and it is a really decent story for what it is and if not the graphics the battle mechanics that you may or may not like still i do believe and i recommend this game um fully it is it is a great game i do recommend it so so very much man um but besides that that's all i've been playing this week uh that's all i've been doing because yeah because yeah there's no other reason there's no other games i did buy bayonetta one and two but I'll get into that later. Hopefully, um, I'll be able to beat both games before the Bayonetta 3 comes out. I'm pretty sure I'll be able to, but we'll see. Uh, but folks, let's get straight into our first news item of the week. Time is an endless circle, man. Things just get recycled in and out, in and out. It never fucking stops, man. It's always the same stories. It's always the same new stories. But this is news, and this is from a reputable new source allegedly because i don't know if i can trust bloomberg anymore i'm getting tired of bloomberg to be honest like yo where's the credibility behind your brand where's the credibility behind your behind your organization if you consistently are wrong on these reports but whatever let's get straight into it man jesus christ so first news item of the week we got nintendo switch developers say they already have 4k dev kits now if you'll remember earlier this year nintendo no it was actually last year nintendo told their developers to start making their games 4k ready 
they started you know a lot of speculation about whether oh my god is nintendo now is working on nintendo switch pro um is a switch dock now just gonna get an upgrade where you can just upscale the switch to 4k by using AI, ai upscaling nvidia has been known to partner with nintendo with their chipsets yada yada so a lot of these rumors kind of really started getting a lot of credibility and all the credence behind them because because it's not too far-fetched in my opinion like the 4k switch the switch pro whatever you want to call it has been due it is technology that nintendo already has access to i'm pretty sure having a 4k console handheld console or not 4k but like even um just a 1080p 60 fps handheld console is already part of this world is part of this reality steam deck you know you see the specs with the steam deck if steam is able to produce this sort of uh handheld console nintendo the biggest uh video game company in japan and not the not the world but i mean they're up there won't be able to do this sort of thing i mean come on they are being able to do this sort of thing but here at Poly uh, polygon reports the 4k switch model could arrive in 2022 according to bloomberg of course a new nintendo switch a modest upgrade on the original called the nintendo switch oled model will be released in october which by the way people have already put in posting videos and comparisons on it some of the bigger nintendo youtubers have been posting their uh, first reactions their unboxings their comparisons and i gotta say the oled should not exist i don't care what you say it's such an unnecessary console man like nintendo should have just waited till they got all their ducks in the row but i get it they, they probably needed some some boost in sales and they said just just put new screens on the existing switch whatever that i'm not gonna start ranting right now um but it's not the 4k upgrade that many players were expecting bloomberg reported wednesday however that developers making nintendo switch games were surprised too they had been working on a nintendo switch developers kit that supports 4k graphics Bloomberg reported that developers at at least 11 game companies have been working on games using a 4K Nintendo Switch kit at both big studios and small. Nintendo told Bloomberg its information is inaccurate but did not expand further. Again, I don't know who to believe in this case. Nintendo is known to not necessarily lie, but at the same time, they bend the truth. So you never know who's telling the truth at Nintendo. And Bloomberg is kind of tarnishing their reputation at this point with uh certain reports behind the switch pro so uh, who, the only victims in this whole fiasco are us who are just left speculating which is can be fun but it also breeds a lot of disappointment um polygon further reports reports on a, of an upgraded nintendo switch model that supports 4k graphics have been circulating for a while bloomberg said in may that the hardware launching this october would output in 4k resolution when docked Nintendo reportedly changed the design due to com component shortages stemming from the COVID-19 pandemic, according to Bloomberg. That's a lot of according to Bloomberg's Polygon. Why are you guys writing so terribly? And Nintendo changed the design only after handing out the 4K-capable kits to developers working on new games. Development kits are often distributed to video game developers well ahead of launch. These special consoles feature development tools necessary in creating games. Developers working on Nintendo Switch games told Bloomberg they expect their 4K Switch games will be out sometime in 2022. 
in quotes, during or after the second half of next year, end quotes. Bloomberg reported that, that a 4K Nintendo Switch is not expected out until 2022, begin quotes, at the earliest, end quotes. Now, there's been an update ever since this article was published. Here's the update. On Twitter, Nintendo responded to Bloomberg's report, saying that publication falsely claims that the company is providing developers with tools to make 4K Switch games. The company added, We have no plans for any new model other than Nintendo Switch, the OLED model, which will launch on October 8th, 2021. This is where it kind of gets interesting, because developers are now kind of like speaking up and, you know, spilling the beans a little bit. Developer Zynga also denied an element of the report, telling Kotaku in a statement, Zynga does not have a 4K developer kit from Nintendo. Zynga is currently developing Star Wars Hunters for Nintendo Switch. So, a lot of miscommunication, a lot of hearsay, and at this point, man, I don't know what to believe. If I'm giving you my complete and unadulterated, um, honest opinion, at this point, I don't care. I don't care anymore. I'm just reporting it because I have a podcast dedicated to gaming news. And it's pretty crazy to me, you know, even starting to doubt big public publications such as Bloomberg, because, bro, who do you trust? Like, is Bloomberg now just the, the, the uh, 4chan shit poster? You know, just saying that my dad works at Nintendo and like, we heard this, you know, this is probably true. Developers now have 4K kids and they're developing 4K games. And then you got developers saying like, we have no such thing. And then Nintendo's like, your claims are inaccurate. Who's right in this whole thing? Because there's definitely there's definitely prospects of a 4K Nintendo Switch coming out next year, especially with the amount of games that are now experiencing a lot of trouble. You know, we got Hyrule Warriors. Uh, we got basically a lot of the AAA games that are coming to the Switch are strictly cloud-based cloud games. And now the Steam Deck is adding a little bit of pressure on the Nintendo Switch to like at least be able to put out uh, 1080p, 60fps on handheld mode. Like you need to start asking yourself, like, is Nintendo in its own market still, or is it actually does it actually need to catch up to other developers or other video game companies? Um, I think giving developers freedom and and you know increasing the ceiling to your console as far as uh hardware specs and 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 uh hardware requirements and what it's actually capable of doing is a lot better man because you're not limiting your developers to like compress every single thing from your game just so it can fit on a 32 gigabyte cartridge then you know it has to be able to perform on really really outdated hardware from older than 2017 because when the nintendo switch came out its hardware was already outdated the chip was already outdated um everything inside that little thing is already outdated by the time it was released so you really have to wonder what the next step for nintendo is i just hope this thing just is announced sooner rather than later because i'm losing my damn mind but whatever let's go to the next topic because i'm done talking about this okay so for our next news item of the week, our second news item of the week, this one was um, asked that I speak on from the uh, uh, from our Discord server. Um, make sure to join it. Links down in the description below. Um, Genshin Impact recently turned. What is is it? Two years? 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure Genshin Impact released in 2019 because I'm no, it released in 2020. That's right. It's only one year old. It released on September 28, 2020. And now I remember I made a whole video on it. <laughs> Damn, my mind is really, really worrying me right now. But um, September 28th of 2021 was the one-year anniversary of Genshin Impact. If you all remember, there was a lot of uh, controversy before the release of this game. People saying that it was a direct copy of Breath of the Wild. You had people destroying PlayStation 4s in protests. For some reason, people think that's effective. Gamers, am I right? Um, and when it released, it became a huge phenomenon. Like I would not stop hearing about Genshin Impact. And to be fair, this game is pretty good. It's pretty fun. I played some of it. I think I played like 20 or so hours of it. And even though it's not my cup of tea, I know I love Breath of the Wild. It, it's just, yeah. I love anime, but like to a certain point, sometimes like the weave shit gets to me and I'm like, I don't understand. Why are you running up a hill in heels and in a dress? make sense to me you know what i'm saying <laughs> so it just takes me out of hell in the in the movie physics they're just really jarring uh but it is a great game it gained a lot of popularity over the past year i mean it's one of the top rated games on the google store up until recently <laughs> so genshin impact they did an event for their anniversary their one year anniversary and gamers were not happy they said this wasn't enough you know, it was a one-year anniversary. It's a huge date, and especially with such a big game and such a huge community, the players felt kind of cheated because if you don't know, this game is a gotcha, has a gotcha mechanic, so a lot of it, a lot of the rewards, a lot of the uh, prizes are pretty much a gamble. Um, so what they offer for their one-year anniversary was, you know, left a lot to desire because it just fell short but let me stop talking about it and i'm just going to report the news because i should shut up this is not an opinion piece <laughs> uh here pc gamer reports genshin impact developer response to fan frustrations following review bombing what did i say it was one of the most top rated games on google uh in the google store not anymore genshin impact developer mihoyo says it's been paying close attention to the recent backlash surrounding the game's anniversary event with more celebrations planned. In a statement issued to GamesRadar, Mihoyo said, we've been paying close attention to various feedback regarding Genshin Impact's first anniversary. We've already come up with more celebrations, including the upcoming Genshin Impact online concert and thank you gifts to express our gratitude for player support all the way along. The opinions and feedback from players and fans are really valuable to us, and we wish all fans will continue to adventure and collect more cherished memories in Teyvat. There's been a fair bit of dissatisfaction brewing in the Genshin community for the last couple of months. The anniversary event has really just been the icing on top of the cake. Complaints about recent 5-star characters not being up to scratch continue to go largely ignored by Mihoyo. The built-up frustrations led to certain fans review bombing the game across its mobile stores earlier in the week, a tactic that has somewhat divided the community. Players were graced with a surprise gift yesterday of 500, uh, sorry, 400 Primo Gems and a brand new glider. It's not sure if this was already a planned surprise or a quick slapdash attempt at satiating angry players with games radar pointing out that the glider was previously listed as part of an exclusive bundle for the Genshin Impact 2021 concert. 
Although Mihoyo is still keeping fairly hush about the situation, the acknowledgement that they're seeing the feedback and frustrations from players is at least something. Genshin is a fantastic game, especially for a free-to-play gacha, and it would be a shame to see stingy efforts from Mihoyo spoil a fun time. Um, yeah, so the review bombing that, you know, kind of started over the past week or so was um, pretty funny. <laughs> A lot of uh, a lot of people went from uh, uh, went really hard on the review bombing on the Google Play Store. It was pretty funny. I saw some of the people on some of the Discord or servers that I'm part of saying like, "Yo, can't believe my 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 review got taken down from the store." Blah blah. blah. Um, yeah, man, it's it's a free game, you know. Although MiHoYo, it is is being pretty stingy. It costs them zero to nothing to like deliver these things deliver these prizes these super rare rewards that you know you wouldn't necessarily get that you would have to grind pretty hard for it like in in all in all honesty it doesn't cost them a lot to do it and to keep people happy i know that you know um sending these really rare gifts out to everybody kind of defeats the purpose of rare collectibles rare prizes uh rare pulls but yeah, I don't know, man. It, it's a balance. Um, online games, like strictly online games, have to kind of figure out because it is it is a tough situation to to find yourself in. Hey, I hope if you're if you're a, a, a um, by the way, if I'm being completely honest, I don't think I don't know why I just yelled there. That shit was it rings my ears right now. Um, I don't think Mihoy is gonna do anything. I, I think they're just gonna distribute some prizes here and there but i don't think they really care they're a billion dollar company i really do not think they care i think they're just gonna primarily like largely ignore this whole fiasco and keep going about their day i don't think this is going to be the death of genshin impact as much as people are annoyed well gamers are a bunch of they're 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 filled with gas it's, it's there's nothing there man it's just nothing but hot air. I'm sorry, man. And I'm I'm a gamer. I'm a gamer. I'm I know I I am pretty self-aware just how full of shit I am. So um yeah. Controversy, man, over there in, in uh, uh Genshin and Mihoyo. Hope y'all get your uh, money's worth from uh, uh gambling. I, I do not condone gambling in this channel. That is not a thing that I'll ever I'll ever 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 uh condone. So save your money. <laughs> Now, for a final news item of the week, and this is not necessarily a news item. This is more of a, a, a showcase uh, for Hispanic Heritage Month. As you all know, September 15th marks the start of Hispanic Heritage Month. Which, by the way, why the fuck is it in the middle of the month? Why does it start on September 15th? Why does it start September 1st? Huh? Can somebody explain to me? Like, who, who do they, you know, who made this decision? Who said, like, yo, let's, let's start it right in the middle? Let's give them less time to celebrate, you know? Yeah. Fuck those Latinos, man. Fuck those Hispanics. What the fuck? Anyway, um, this is a game that I really want to showcase um, specifically right now because they did release a demo recently. Aztec Forgotten Gods is a game that I've had my eye on since it was announced earlier this year by Nintendo. Of all companies, Nintendo announced a Mexican game. But Aztec Forgotten Gods released a loose demo at Steam's subsequent fest. Here, News Trace reports 
A, uh, the brand new sport from the creators at Mulaka is scheduled to premiere within the first quarter of 2022. A number of months in the past, right? What the fuck is this person talking about, man? I, I don't want to make fun of this reporter, but I don't think their English is up to speed. Um, a number of months in the past, right through at Nintendo Indie Global, the Mexican studio canvas offered his new sport. Aztec Forgotten Gods. Forgotten Gods? Well, yeah, bro. I, this is this is written pretty badly. This is a name that imagines what would have took place if the Aztec Empire had by no means been conquered and items us with a futuristic model of the town of Tenochtitlan. On this sport, you're going to practice the tale of Ashley, a heroine who, benefiting from the powers of her prosthetic arm, should prevent stone colossi that threaten the town. Concerning the Steam Sports Fest birthday celebration that takes... I'm not going to continue talking about this. Uh, hey, I'm sorry, man. Kim Diaz, I appreciate you reporting on this because this is really uh, a, a good game and we need to see more and support more Hispanic games. But yeah, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> but Aztec Forgotten Gods, you, uh, I played the demo that they released on Steam. If you have Steam, if you have PC, I recommend you go and play this demo. It's really fun. Um, but I am biased. I am Mexican. So take it with a grain of salt. Um, the combat is a little janky. Um, moving around the air wasn't my, uh, the easiest task in the game. Um, I just kind of cheesed it um, through that demo. But um, when this game was reported, I was pretty interested because first of all, it's Aztec mytho mythology. And I have a whole ass fucking... Aztec slash Mayan uh, um, tattoo sleeve, so it was up my alley. Um, and when it got announced, I researched a little bit more, and the uh, the studio behind Aztec Forgotten Gods is actually from my home state in Mexico, Chihuahua. So I was pretty impressed, and I was pretty excited about it. So um, you're gonna be seeing some gameplay footage right here. Um, as you can see, it's a you know it's an indie game, <laughs> as much as uh, that explains the situation. Um, but I find it interesting that, you know, a lot of games borrow from Aztec mythology, from Mayan mythology, but I, we never really had a, an indigenous, uh, Mesoamerican, uh, it, it, game. It's with the way the stories about that game. If anything, we've had characters like, I mean, we've had, a um, Kukulkan, we had, a Quetzal on games such as Spite, no, Spite. Uh, Smite. Uh, we've had, you know, Rayquaza, the legendary Pokemon, is is is, is inspired from um, Quetzalcoatl, but not necessarily a story with like you know roots in Aztec mythology. And I'm excited for this, man. This is a cool idea because it, it mixes two of my favorite things: technology, sort of like cyberpunkish type of deal in Aztec mythology and I'm just super excited for this game to come out. It comes out next year. Um I think it was reported before that it was going to come out in December, but yeah. To celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month, go and download the Steam uh demo of Aztec Forgotten Gods. Check it out. Support your local game developer. I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> but folks, I've been Trufernie. This has been Search and Report. I hope you enjoy it. All right. 
I'm so rusty, man. I, I, I scale down my videos from like two a week, three a week sometimes to one a week. And now I'm like, oh shit, how do you talk to a camera? It is pretty hard, huh? But folks, I've been through for any. Thank you for listening to me ramble on about video games. Um, please make sure to follow me on Twitch where I try and stream pretty regularly over on twitch.tv slash truefernie. Um, when where your support is greatly, greatly appreciated. I repeat this every single video, but I cannot stress it enough. You subscribing on Twitch using your Amazon Prime subscription, giving me $5 on Twitch goes a long way and I really do appreciate it. And support over there is a lot easy, more easily monetized than you know me creating these YouTube videos. I love doing these YouTube videos. I'm not saying I'm, I'm gonna stop making them, but if you support me on Twitch, it is the best way to support me and donating or just subscribing that's it bro i'm decomposing it right now i have so many hiccups damn <laughs> um but yeah also make sure to follow me on twitter where i'm you know almost always tweeting about stuff tweeting about game news tweeting about dumbass shit tweeting about my daily life and where you know you can more easily uh, contact me also make sure to join our discord server where we talk anything and everything gaming anime tvs movies where i already said this you know if you find my youtube channel interesting you'll probably find your place right at home on my discord server also this podcast we have it in an audio version if you're watching the youtube version slash the video version you know just you can just watch it on youtube.com slash but we have an audio version that you can listen on the go. If you don't have YouTube premium, you can listen to it on Spotify. Just search for search and report. Our logo is a little Game Boy with the words on top, search and report. I assure you, we're the only video game podcast with that name. I hope, I haven't checked, but all of them other mobiles are, are copies. Um, we're also on Google Podcasts. Um, anywhere that you might listen to your podcast, we're probably there. Thank you to Anchor.fm for making this so easy to publish my uh, podcast. Also, that's it. That's all, everything I have to say. Folks, thank you for sticking around. Thank you for being part of this. Thank you for being part of this journey on my YouTube. Um, I appreciate y'all. Um, I love you. And please, as I always say, every single week for the past two or three years, please take care of each other. But most importantly, take care of yourself. Peach, peach, or what? Peace. And I'll see you on the next one video. Damn, I'm rusty as hell. All right, peace. <laughs>